Hello and welcome to episode 434. Do you need to play the music? Oh, you're right. Now, hello and welcome to episode 434 of Outlandish Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. We may have Justin. Ah. Dog, what are you... Can you hear him whining? No. Okay. I don't know what he's whining about. I got the door open. He's got food, water. I don't know. Whatever. He wants attention. Yeah, he does. He wants... I'll give him a treat. I'll give him some treats. I got some treats here. Uh... Justin, what's going on, man? What are we playing? Uh, what are we doing? What are you gonna get? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. I'm kind of at this point. I'm sick of fucking hearing about cyberpunk, and it's my own. Man. It's my own fault because I'm on Reddit and you know Twitter all the time. But like, Jesus, like I don't think I've ever. I don't remember the last time a game was so hyped. It's only set up for failure, right? I mean, kind I of. I mean, like you mean like you can only be disappointed. It's the star citizen of single player. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what I'll say. I like CD project. I, well, I like, I really like the Witcher three. I tried Mm -hmm. to like the Witcher one. I tried to like the Witcher two. They weren't bad games, but I couldn't get in. You know, I got further in the Witcher two before I quit, but I really like the Witcher three. Uh, and that's why people are so excited because like CD project red puts, a lot of you know, they are one of few developers that still make like really big games, like deep games. And The Witcher Three was great, so we all expect this. You know, they've been working on it for like fucking eight or nine years, I think. So I kind of get it. Um, I will. I do plan on playing it, but I don't want to play it on current systems. <laughs> um, well, that's why I don't. It's like is is. Is the Xbox Series X and Xbox uh, and PS5? I think it's Xbox Series X, right? Yeah, I had to do. And, the, I was. And, I had to do the the in my head. I was like, "Is that the right one?" Yeah, that's the new one. <laughs> Fucking Microsoft. And the, PS, and the PS5. Are they really? I mean, the, I I haven't gone and looked to see, but I just. I mean, are they that much better? So, the hardware is. Like, right, yeah, I understand. Like specs right. wise, it is, but I mean, like graphically, is there is it a jump from you know Xbox 360 to Xbox One? Yeah, you no. Uh, the the sad fact is you're you're not you're not wrong in in wondering about this because every single console launch has been less impressive than the previous one. You know, you go back to like NES to Super NES. Wow, you know, right? It's like wow, it doubled the bits, man. <laughs> so many more colors, so many more pixels. We didn't even know what pixels were. We just knew that it looked better, you know. And then you jump to thirty-two bit once again, doubling the bits. Uh, and I, you know, I'll always tell the story of watching a, a trailer for Twisted Metal and it blowing my fucking mind because it was in three D. 
Um, and then obviously from, and then you jump to the PS2 and the Xbox, and that looked way better than the PS1. And then, then you get to the Xbox 360 and the PS3, uh, and that looked definitely better than the previous generation. But then, yeah, PS4 and Xbox One, and yeah, Xbox One, and it's like, yeah, this is, this is definitely better, but, I don't know, you know, I don't know, like, it's not, like, blowing my mind better, and now we're, we're here, and you're absolutely right. Like, I would, I would bet that the average person, if you were to, like, play footage of, of a, like, a PS4 game and then, like, a PS5 game, they probably wouldn't know what was better. They might say that the PS5 game, like they might have like a feeling almost like a subconscious sense that it looks better, but it's not like, you know, in ye olden days, you'd be able to point to things and be like, that looks way better. You know? Yeah. Like that is definitely a generation ahead. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, part of it is because they did like this kind of like interim thing with the PS4 pro and the Xbox one X where they like kind of beefed up things so that sort of kind of cut themselves off at the knees for the next generation. I think the biggest advantage is that they finally put fucking SSDs in there. So everything yeah. actually loads faster. Think one thing I didn't I didn't think about that I mean and one of the reasons that I I I admittedly I've tried to get a PS5. Um emphasis on try. Uh yeah, it's like it's like yeah, I mean you can only do so much, right? I mean Yeah. Um it's really hard to get those things <laughs> right now. It's like, I don't, and I suspect it's going to be a while because they've kind of, you know, everybody's at home and, and they've kind of hyped these up, but you know, it's going to make, not only is it going to make like levels load faster, but it's going to allow for better open world games and, and things like that. Um, but then beyond that, like, yeah, I guess ray tracing. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So the point is, I know that sooner or later I will have one of the next gen systems, and I'm more than happy to wait to play. I'm a very patient gamer these days. Um, yeah, there's so, so much out there, so I mean, there's no real reason to rush. And my yeah, my backlog is full of good games that I want to play. I just bought four more, five, five more games in like Black Friday sales. I still have games that I haven't gotten to, you know, that doesn't even include my steam library that I barely touch now. Um, so yeah, I'll play it. Um, currently to segue, I am, I just finished hollow Knight. Uh, I'm pretty sure I talked about this the last time we podcasted. I've been playing it for a while. Fantastic game. What a great game. Really enjoyed that. Definitely. Um, my like second favorite, with, of what they call Metroidvanias, this kind of game, you know, 2D side scrolling open world, I would say in quotes. Uh, just a great game, great atmosphere, great sound. Uh, I think a lot of people say that it's really hard. I don't, I don't, I, I can't tell you, it's, tell you it's a universal recommendation because I really like platformers. So um, it kind of is in my wheelhouse. Uh, I definitely had some difficult fights. But, and I, at the same time, I did almost everything. So there's a, it's the kind of game that has like a lot of optional bosses that are usually harder, but, uh, just really, really impressed by that game. I, I watched a video 
uh, about the making of it and was completely blown away at how small of a team made this game because it feels so polished. It feels like almost like a studio game, but it was basically like a game designer and an an artistic like game like designer. So like, you know, a programmer basically and an artist in the games field. And they like got together on a games jam and decided that they liked what they were putting together. And so, so they hired a composer and after putting like a lot of time into it, they made enough money with the Kickstarter to like open up a little office and hire a few, like a few more people to help them launch the game. But it's such a like really polished game that I'm just really impressed. Um, and there's a sequel coming out at some point. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I started, uh, Hades, which was, has been very popular and like lots of people are playing Hades. Um, it's the kind of game that I see almost like animal crossing when animal crossing yeah, we came out. Oh, did I, t- did I talk about that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we talked about it. I've been playing it that long. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Cause I had just started it last time. Uh, I'm still mostly enjoying it. Um, it's starting to get a little old because it is the it is that kind of roguelike. Um, yeah. it's the same kind of gameplay over and over again. Just yeah, the levels are randomized, but there are only so many types of enemies, and even more so. So it's also the kind of game where like um, you're you're acquiring uh, abilities from kind of a random assortment as you go through each run. And the number of abilities that you can get from the gods, uh, it's a little bit shorter of a list than I would have expected or would have hoped for. So it's 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 feeling a little samey, and I'm I'm kind of settling into the the weapons that I like. And and that's the other thing is like as I've played the game, I have I have realized at least for me. So here's the deal. Health is hard to come by in that game. It it it's there, you can find it, but the the upshot of that is you got to be careful. It's not the kind of game where as long as you make it to the end of the map, you get a refill on your health and you know, on to the next map. No. Um you got to be like you can have a map that can just almost completely decimate your health pool and then you're kind of fucked. Um and so what was the point of that um so in other words it ends up being a game where you're like very focused on making sure you don't take too much damage like it's really important to not take too much damage that slows down your gameplay because you have to be more careful and in my case it means i'm favoring uh ranged weapons because there's so much shit going on on the screen that it is i don't i don't know how you can get in there with like melee weapons when you have to be so careful about like dodging enemy attacks, you know what I mean? Like it's much easier to run away from a set of enemies that are chasing you and then kind of kite them. Um, so like I like, for example, I like a ranged weapon and one of the upgrades is from the, uh, the God of war. I don't know why I'm blanking on his fucking name right now in Greek mythology. But uh, the God of War, uh, one of his like ability upgrades is he adds this status effect to your weapon where when you hit an enemy, it hits them with like a doom status effect. And then like two or three seconds later, they take a huge chunk of damage. So it's kind of like 
you know, like as long as you know, you got to deal with that enemy a few more seconds, but then they take a big chunk of damage. And also, like it doesn't stack. So if you have like a rapid firing weapon, it's not gonna it's not gonna like apply multiple copies of doom. But what it means is you get yourself a ranged weapon, you hit an enemy, you know, and you're just kind of trying to play keep away so that you can protect your health and then you can wear down a bunch of enemies and then maybe you set yourself up with an AOE ability for those times when you just got a bunch of enemies you got to deal with and, you know, you're rocking along. So it's getting to the point where I'm, I'm like kind of zeroing in on the abilities that are actually helping me progress and... You know, it can take like 30 minutes to 40 minutes to do a run and then you get to that boss again and die again um, because the bosses are not randomized. I, I mean, technically, the they start to add in some variation, but for the most part, like at the end of the first world, you fight this boss with slight variation. At the end of the second world, you fight this boss. And that's the whole idea is that you're trying to get better and better so that you eventually can kill the, like the boss of the you know, the first area, and then you kill the boss, the Hydra, and the first se- second area, I am currently stuck on the Minotaur and Gladiator boss. It's like a double boss that's the head of the third level. And like I said, it takes like 30 minutes to 40 minutes to get there. So I'm kind of at the point where all I really want to do is practice on this guy, on this boss fight. But, you know, there's not like a practice ability. Um, a lot of games like this, when you get far enough, they will kind of start giving you shortcuts so that like, oh, you've killed the second, you've killed the first boss so many times that now you can start after the first boss. Cool. You know, Dead Cells has something like that. This game so far doesn't have anything like that. So I don't know. Point is, I'm sticking with it for now. Uh, I've got a couple upgrades on my balling because it's the kind of game where you, you know, you earn like permanent upgrades like um, what are effectively extra lives kind of. And I'm working on getting my second extra life. That's going to help me a whole lot. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a good game. the The story, oddly enough, has got me uh, is pulling me through. But uh, we'll we'll see. I've got like I said, I've got other games that I just got that I'm kind of interested in throwing into. Do you um, feel like you're now more of a gamer that would enjoy a game? that had a good story and short gameplay. Yes. Like a one, like, you know, like about, what do you say? Like three hours. Yes. Like, Oh, you know, maybe you sit down in the evening just, and you're, you're enjoying it so much. You can just burn through it in a few hours. Absolutely. Um, and I, I've enjoyed those kinds of games in the past. Now, uh, that, that one game I played on Xbox, uh, game pass, uh, Dear Esther or, or, oh, what remains of Edith Finch? That was one of those kinds of games. In fact, I, I almost did it in one sit through and it was kind of one of those things where I just had played for like three hours and really wanted to quit. And then I came back the next day and had like 30 minutes more to play. Um, I like those kinds of games. Absolutely. It also feels good when you can finish one of those kinds of games, you know, it's like satisfying to like notch, like I finished a game. (laughs) Uh, That said, I'm also way more inclined to wait for a sale, like a deep sale for those, because <laughs> which I kind of feel bad about because I don't I don't want to be like you know one dollar equals one hour of gameplay or anything like that. I think if a game is good enough, then I don't mind paying quote unquote regular game price. But as an example, two of the games I got in sales are um, a game called Inside, 
um, which is like fucking like seven or eight years old at this point, but I never got around to playing it. And it's one of those like three hour, like really good experience games. And another game called, uh, I think it's called Grease, G-R-I-S. You probably remember that game, Matt, because it was all over PAX uh, West a couple years ago when you were in. It was the, it's the one with like the blue haired oh, yeah. girl. Yeah. She's got blue, picture. It's just she looks like Kimbra is, is what yeah, she does. Just a portrait. Yeah. And so that game was like, you know, it's usually $20 and it was $7 on switch. And I was like, yep, that's, that's a buy in price for me. Um, yes, no, I, I totally, I see there's a OST posted on YouTube here. I'm sure that's a really good, if people are posting the OST, I'm sure it's good. Oh yeah. I'm fully expecting it to have like this really nice soundtrack. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, kind of leading off Hades, uh, uh, Netflix has a new animation called Blood of Zeus. And it's from the same uh, animation studio that has done the Castlevania series for them. So it has a very similar art style. It's And it's similar in also that it's mature. You know, it's got mature themes. They they curse. There's, I, don't, I, haven't, seen any, I haven't seen any titties yet. <laughs> but... Uh, Wait, maybe. What is this? What is this? Blood of Zeus. Blood of Zeus. Is it not coming up? I think it's. No, let me look it up. Let me look it up. Um, I don't think it's like Zeus's blood or anything, but it's yeah. Um, but it's mature, like you know, like it's mature themes. Uh, uh, There is some like violent kills. It's it's yeah. yeah yeah yeah. It's not near as mature as Castlevania was like, and certainly not as gory. But um, I'm enjoying it. I'm like three or four episodes in. Basically, it's set during it's set in Greek mythology. Uh, this guy, you don't um, say. Yeah, right. Uh, I, the 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 title of the series kind of gives it away too, because there is this guy. So if you don't know, Zeus was quite the ladies' man. Oh, he's he was fucking everything, man. He was fucking everything he get his hands on <laughs> down in the like, Earth realm. It makes me think of uh, the opening. It was the opening of one of the episodes of that uh, man finding woman or whatever. And uh, it, it was, um, he was all like, what about that time you fucked a goat? And they're like, what about that time you, f- you fucked a whatever? Like, <laughs> apparently he's like just fucking animals. And shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, was Zeus like one of the gimmick yeah. scenes? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. So, so he fucks a queen and she has a baby. Um, that you know is half Zeus. So of course this this kid it's Hercules. Up, it's Hercules, and it's and it's kind of well. Is that how Hercules is? I thought. I, well, maybe. Um, yeah, Hercules is supposed to be the son of Zeus. Okay, okay. Well, Zeus has several sons. Like apparently Hermes is his fucking oh. son, which I never knew. Um, but anyway, so you know he's he grows up and it's one of those stories where like the baby is like spirited away and you know they live in poverty and he grows up not realizing who he is and you know and the kind of story goes from there but it's pretty good because like the gods are like main characters so they have interpersonal relationships and you know it brings in the titans and 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 but writes as far as i can tell like a whole new story based on the idea of the Greek pantheon and these gods and all these interactions. And um, much like 
the Castlevania series who, I don't know if it's the same writers, but they're doing a good job, um, uh, giving the villain a good story and not making him just like this boring, like evil person. You know, he has a backstory. He has genuine motivations and things like that. So I'm enjoying it. It's not the greatest thing ever, but if you like the Castlevania series, I can heartily uh, recommend it. If you like adult animation, like anime, but I mean, it's, it's not anime, you know, it's American. Pretty sure it's American. It's Western. Um, I, I would recommend it. And we are also watching season two of the Mandalorian, uh, which is considerably better than the first season of the Mandalorian. In my opinion, it is, is better acted. It's better written. <laughs> uh, it's still a very video gamey, which is to say that like, so the man, have you watched any of the Mandalorian Matt? I just watched the first season. I haven't watched the second season okay. yet. But you're fr- you're free to talk about it. I mean, go ahead and Well, what I what I, I, mean, was... I feel like it's going to be a lot of like, you know, unbelievable like, okay, well, I guess you get out of that situation. <laughs> it is similar to the first season in a lot of ways, which is to say, you know, you've got the same character of the Mandalorian who's a bounty hunter. Um and every time like every episode is he needs something whether it's information or gear. And the people he needed from are like, well, I need help with this. And then yeah. episode ensues. <laughs> and there's, it still pretty well follows that format. But they're dropping in, like, I mean, honestly, if you like Star Wars, this is fucking mana from oh. the gods. Oh, yeah. There are so many references and they're including, like, I mean, it's like, here's how I'd explain it. If you if you've ever seen one of those um, Star Wars books at like Barnes and Nobles, where it's like, here's a a deep dive into the Imperial uh, armament, you know, where they like go in and they show you like all the different uh, vehicles they use and different kind of droids they use, and they've got all the information about them, and like, you know, and here's a book on all the locations in Star Wars. It's for people that are into that. This is this is just the best because they're like bringing in all these references and little things. You know, they go to the Mon Calamari world, which I don't think we've ever actually been to before. Um, so it's like the world building is top notch, like genuinely great. Plus, the cinematography is even better than the first season. Um, they just brought in a character from the fucking Clone War Wars CG series um a a very fan favorite like i i'd be surprised if you didn't know that this character like i'd be surprised if you didn't already know that this character was in there because it's the kind of thing that like you know ign or comic book resources would be tweeting about like it's it was a big deal um and and it was really well handled and really well done you know it's it's no like deep series you're not getting like amazing dialogue you know much like the first season it's it's a very light fair which is okay because it's star wars you know star wars is light fair but i'll tell you this matt this especially season two probably the best star wars in my opinion that we've had in a long time um barring like rogue one i would i would put it right up there like you know, last 30 years of Star Wars filmed or not even non-filmed. Um, I would put it up there with Rogue One and the, um, 
think whatever the Clone Wars cartoon that they did uh, back when um, Revenge of the Sith came out. You you know the one I'm talking about that uh, Cartoon Network put out. It was like little ten minute episodes. Hmm. I don't remember. If, I don't think it was called the Clone Wars, but it was. Rhymes I don't know. Or something? I don't it know was it was meant to bridge what happened between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And it was in the style of like Dexter's Laboratory. It was that animation studio. It was a really awesome episode where Mace Windu is like a, a 10 minute episode with no dialogue where Mace Windu. Wasn't that Clone Wars? And that might have also been called Clone Wars, admittedly. Um, I mean, I thought that was Clone Wars. But see, the, the CG show is called Star Wars The Clone Wars. Clone Wars. So maybe it was just. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. So there's Star Wars, the Clone Wars. And what I was just talking about is Star Wars colon Clone Wars. So there's a difference there. It's like Fast and the Furious versus the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Or Xbox One and Xbox, Xbox One X, Xbox Series X. But uh, anyway, so yeah, it's, it's much better. I think it's much better than the first season they've kind of cleaned up a lot of the issues um, and uh, we're enjoying it. And it was really funny because I had forgotten that Disney releases this fucking show weekly. And so we watched the last episode and I was like, but, and, and, and Jennifer was like, wait, that's it. And I was like, no, there's more episodes. And she's like, but you know, she thought it was all done. We're, we're, you know, as, as a people, yeah. I feel like we are, well, it was like when you complained back when uh, the boys came out, like clearly yeah. I am, I think, and I, I got to tell you, Matt, I think that's going to be more common. I think that when Disney did it, I think that um, people are realizing that it, it keeps it keeps it on people's minds for longer. You know, people are able to discuss it like Game of Thrones when it was releasing weekly. You know, you can guarantee people will have at least two to three uh, months of subscription. I'm not saying it's good. I don't like it either. I don't know if the boys was done that way because of the whole pandemic or what, though. Yeah, I like, think it was totally to keep people subscribed. I don't know. I, keep I felt like yeah. I felt like the boys season two was done because they want they had a date that they wanted to get it out or something because the pandemic hit during it mm-hmm. that they might have been like, well, fuck, uh, can we like kind of trickle this shit in? I guess then to get it on this. I don't know. Huh? I, I don't know. I mean, that's just me trying to put some good reasoning on it. And hopefully not not think that they were trying to milk the shit but uh yeah i want to know when did, when did, when the hell is wandavision coming i'm not sure uh i think it was originally going to be out like by now yeah um i don't know why they would have delayed it because clearly they have pretty much i mean i know that the the pandemic has delayed everybody to some extent yeah. but maybe they I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. Th- I know they haven't set a release date. Well, I mean, it was still supposed to be coming out by the end of this year. Yeah. See, this says first episode. This thing I'm looking at says first episode December 20. But I don't think that they have actually put. Because that's my thing. I want to. I want to see that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Luckily, luckily, I get Disney Plus for free through Verizon, so I ain't got to worry about paying for that shit. But okay, there is an announcement. So January fifteen, 
Oh, fuck you. <laughs> what the fuck? Kat Dennings is in this. Yeah, supposedly. She has to be playing her character, right? She was in two movies. They can't just be like, oh, you're playing someone else now. <laughs> I mean, it's not like she was the biggest character ever, but then again, oh, why sure. would she play that character? She was like a nobody character, right? She was just the friend yeah. of Natalie Portman. That's weird. Uh, it has her name in here. I wonder if it's the it's the same character. Yeah. They're probably like, look, we need some cleavage going on in here. <laughs> it is totally the same character. How the fuck are they going to work that in? I don't know. It's it's WandaVision. Who knows? All she was was the character that said Mjolnir. That's like, that's all she's known for. Now I'm looking at pictures of Kat Dennings. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> Man, I looked, so I don't know if you saw me tweet about that AT&T girl. Yes. And I was like, so somehow like that got into my feed because I was looking for an AT&T commercial. And, and so, um, cause there was, this, there's a stupid AT&T commercial where they're talking to this gentleman. It's, it's two AT&T employees, her and another woman. And they're talking about how, uh, you can get a 12 iPhone 12 for free. If you sign up for new customers and existing customers, possibly or something. And this gentleman's like, Oh, okay, well I'll call my mom about that. And I'll tell her. And so he, he calls, uh, calls up this person on the phone, blah blah yeah. blah, and they're like uh, yeah. talking. I've seen this commercial a hundred fucking times. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, and he's like, oh, that was some some somebody else. And it's like, who the fuck? How would you dial that? Is she not saved in your fucking cell phone? Is she not? Do you not have your mother fucking saved in your cell phone? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is definitely so some bullshit. No one dials anybody. I don't, no one calls anybody. Yeah, I could not tell you my mom's... Actually, that's not true. Because she's had it for like 20 fucking years now. So I, I could tell you. I could tell you. I could tell you my sister's fucking cell phone number. I could yeah. tell you anybody. I could tell you Matt's right. cell phone number. <laughs> nope. Nope. I, I, I'd be better off trying to dial your work number yeah. than I would your actual cell phone number. Like, I mean, it's just, and then that's what it really, I just wanted to tweet that out and be like, this commercial is fucking stupid. Like nobody is calling up their mother accident, you know, calling up somebody else when they're trying to dial their mother. Like it just doesn't, I mean, maybe if anything, the commercial should have been, no, I accidentally called my friend Carl or something, you know, like somebody that would have been around mom right. or whatever your mother's name is. Like, I mean, that doesn't even breach the fact that he talks to the person for like all of three seconds (laughs) and what he relates back is not, there's no way you would have had that amount of information from what (laughs) you guys just did. Yeah. It's all like, oh no, he's coming down here. The other thing that's weird about that commercial to me is that at the end, it ends with the girl that you were looking up or that popped up, Yeah, like looking at the camera and going, it's what we did before commercials. Like she was like. (laughs) Like what, like there, she's trying to make a point to us. What are you trying to, what point are you trying to make? We're not like, you want us out there 
telling people Word about your mouthing? fucking fuck you. No. <laughs> no. But but no AT no. Then it came up like uh on my YouTube mobile app, it came up with like I apparently YouTube does like this stories thing or something. I don't know what that is. Kind of like Instagram, I guess. Who knows? Everybody is trying to get on it. You know, tw- Twitter launched the fleets thing. Everybody wants yeah. to do this now. I don't know. So like, but I saw one that was her and it was talking about like she was getting harassed and stuff like that. Yeah. And I watched a video and I felt, re- I, f- I felt really bad for her. Like I was all like, yeah. she's an attractive woman. Yes. But that doesn't mean I don't, I mean, just, you know, just compliment her in your head and that's it. Don't like, <laughs> don't be a right. dick and like, you know, say, na- so say shit to her. And so, I mean like, yeah. I mean, and it's, yeah, yeah, because I've, yeah, I've seen her. Well, it was funny because, like, I recognized her name um, in, she, I think she's, like, in the L.A. comedy scene, because I've seen yeah, her in a few skip yeah, videos. She's a com- uh, comedian. And, and the, um, the guy that does the September 21st videos every year, mm-hmm. I was watching the credits on that, and her name popped up. Like it was like special thanks. So I guess she like helped out, put that together. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Um, and then when I uh, looked her up to like, see like if there was like behind the scenes or her like tweeting about it, then I saw that same story. So like, basically she posts on Instagram and people are just like saying the most, like the kind of shit people, I guess say at strip clubs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Oh, I don't even want to, you know, like just like being, explicitly vulgar about like yeah. things they want to do you know like what the yeah. fuck is wrong with you <laughs> like what you, do you think like internet. she's gonna be I'm like oh i'm gonna message this person <laughs> yeah like, oh fuck this guy he wow. wants to do that to me wow fuck yeah <laughs> i haven't had that offer in in 10 minutes <laughs> it's been seconds since someone said that to me i better take him up on that before the next one comes around maybe i can message them all and have them all come over yes <laughs> yeah the internet's a terrible place matt it's also i will say a i didn't realize place. she i didn't realize she was uh you know cat dennings like oh saying. yes she <laughs> She's she's got some modest workwear on in the AT and T commercials. I believe is what yeah. you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's wearing just that uh, blue shirt. Yeah. Which props to AT and T for not sexualizing that. Right. I guess. Right. Sure. I mean, in this day and age, you figure like everybody's trying to like dress up people to where they can show off stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else going on? Anything? Uh... Uh, I think there was something I was gonna. I wanted to bring up, but I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Um. Just you know, watching the stock market. Yeah. I tell you, you what. Okay. Uh, you know, all the things watching that I that. safely invested in, doing good. Uh, the, like hey, the my Bitcoin, big man, my biggest the Bitcoin. So I, I did I have I talked about Bitcoin on the podcast? Well, I thought uh, didn't you didn't you invest in it when it split or whatever? Yes. Okay. Did, so I have talked you, about your, that. Your brother, your brother in law said something about it to you. Yes. Or something, I think. So I invested when it was about eight thousand five hundred, mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's now like 19. Almost 20? I think, I think it topped almost out. At, yeah. It topped out at 19 this week. It's kind of been toying with it. Um, at this point. And, uh, yeah, it's at 19,380. So yeah. I have more than doubled my investment on that, which is, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I, I text with my, my brother-in-law, he's, he, you know, he's watching it and he's, uh, he's into it. And I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm, ex- it's at the, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. But at the same time, um, you know, I don't plan on cashing this out anytime soon. Really? So no, yeah. I, did I not talk about this? Like- so I put, I put, I put enough into it. Uh-huh. So the number I arrived at was an amount that I was okay losing entirely. Right. You know, right. If the whole thing collapses, if it gets hacked somehow, supposedly it's unhackable. If the U.S., you know, if the governments of the world come down on it, um, I'm okay losing that money. But yeah. it's not like an insignificant amount of money. Um, right. So my plan is because the idea, you know, there are some people that say that it could just keep keep skyrocketing, just keep going up yeah. in value and get split again or whatever, but it could still get more and more valuable. So my idea, like basically I wanted to have, you know, like bought Apple stock back in 1982 or whatever <laughs> and still have it, you know, 40 years later. So I'm planning on sitting on it until like I retire basically. Okay. And okay. you know, who knows, right? You think cryptocurrency is going to be around for the next 20 years. You know, it's been around 10 years. I guess you're right. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I just... look, there's a good chance that it just skyrockets and goes so high and then collapses. And I will hate myself at that point. Um, I'm worried that it's but, a thing, you know, and that at sure. some point another thing is going to come out. You're, yep. Which fucks over this thing. Yep. That's what I thought back in you remember like literally three years ago. Do you remember when it um, when it originally skyrocketed? Oh yeah, because like at the end of 2017, I think at one point it was still like two or three hundred dollars, and then it shot up to like it. I mean, about right about nineteen thousand, I think, is where it topped out. So we we have only recently beaten its original high water mark from three years ago, and. You know, that's that's when everybody was like, oh, Bitcoin, you know, like cryptocurrency. And I remember like you, me and John, like we put a little money into um, I bought like Bitcoin cash uh, and Litecoin. <laughs> yeah, all, the, all the other different. Alternatives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get it on the ground floor of one of the, the big. Stuff. Yeah. One of the big alternatives, because I thought the same thing at the time. I was like, well, OK, so Bitcoin's the first one. You know, what if someone has figured out better coding? For one of these other ones. And at the end of the day, Matt, I do think that there will probably, I don't think that Bitcoin will be like the crypto. I think that it could be. And I'm willing to bet the amount of money I have bet that it will be. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I, I, I feel like cryptocurrency might be a thing, but I do wonder how secure Bitcoin is. I don't know. You know, it still boggles my mind that you know, I've I still own it on Coinbase, and most of the serious crypto oh, yeah. people are like, you it. need to get it on to like a hard drive. And yeah. 
that's still kind of like I'm I'm still ignorant enough that that kind of like fucks with my head. Like what? You want me to like put the I I keep the digital what like on a hard drive? What, yeah. What happens to the hard drive? You know, because because even my brother in law Chris was like, you should get a you need you should get a a wallet. What do they call it? A uh, yeah. a data yeah. wallet or something? Yeah. And he linked me one that was on sale. And I was like, yeah, I know I should. But then I'm like, well, what happens? Like, what happens if something <laughs> happens to that? that? And yeah. he was like, yeah, they have like a one-time restoration thing. And I was like, wait, so then they have... A way to recover this? Yeah, like, what? How does... What? How does... You know, maybe... So maybe, like, you can have the, the wallet, but then you can also, like, keep it somewhere. But then are you really keep... You know, so eventually I know that I need to do that. I can't just have it in Coinbase. Um, and I, I, I like, it's one of those things that I recognize that I need to do and take care of sooner than later. And I just, I just haven't, I haven't, (laughs) like I haven't done the research of like what I should buy or how I should keep it or anything like that. I haven't. Well, I I know I, uh, you know, I was invested in Tronics or whatever and some other ones. And like, I, when I, when I got my new phone, uh, it wiped out my Google Authenticator, so I can't even log in. Oh God! To, to get my, I mean, I can do. I could always go and uh, email them or send them my credentials, my driver's license, all right. that kind of stuff, and get the account back. Right. But I just haven't bothered because I I'll go check on uh, it's like Coin Market, yeah, cap or something like that. I'll go look at that every now and then and be like, oh yeah, it's still like two cents or something. Right. Like, yeah. It's not worth my time. Like, if it explodes, don't... then you'll give a shit enough to go. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, shit. You'll be like those stories we heard about people. I remember when uh, uh, in 2017 again, when it was skyrocketing, people on Reddit being like, I got tipped Bitcoin years ago. How do I how do I find how do I it? Figure that out? I need it. I want it now. I got tipped like three Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. God. And I was looking up stories and I, you know, I was like, again, looking at the the history of Bitcoin because I, I couldn't remember how old it was and looking like the first Bitcoin purchase was a, a guy that bought a pizza, pizza. for 500 yep. Bitcoins. Yeah. And now it's like, it's estimated like $58 million yeah. at pizza cost. Uh, it was something ridiculous. I don't even know if it was, it might've been even more than it was, 500. It was oh, like, it was, it's ridiculous now, whatever that pizza, because uh, I saw a tweet about it just the other day. Let's look here. Uh, current cost of Bitcoin pizza. Uh, today, this, um, in May, it was 92.5 million pizza. At the end of the year in 2009, the New Liberty Standard publishes the first Bitcoin exchange rate in the young currency's history, deeming $1 to be worth 1,309 Bitcoin. (laughs) Yeah, this is what it was. Oh, I way underestimated. It was 10,000 Bitcoin. Let's see here. To a London man in exchange for two pizzas. (laughs) All right, let's see here. So what was the currency again? How much was it? Uh, at the end of 2009, $1 was equal to 1,309.03 Bitcoin. Let's say 1,300. And what's the current price of a Bitcoin? 
Uh, we'll say 19,600, I think is, I just looked at. That's $1, one dollar of Bitcoin would be worth $25 million now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> talk, talk about a fucking, uh, percentage. Like, like I can't even fucking, but who would set on it that long? Honestly, you know? Right. Somebody that died, I guess, then? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, no, you're ex- absolutely right. Because, like, if you had 10, let's say you had 10,000 Bitcoin. Oh, okay. So there's a Bit- BitcoinPizzaIndex.net. <laughs> it just keeps up with the price. So the Bitcoin Pizza in- Index is now at $193,196,022. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because like the thing is, if you still like, so instead of buying two pizzas with his ten thousand Bitcoin, he was like, "I'm just gonna sit on this. Who knows? You know, that motherfucker would have sold that when Bitcoin oh, was like hundred. Yeah, I, t- you know, I don't a even know. Like, At most, he would have been like, "Wow, a few thousand. I can't believe it. Trade that shit in." <laughs> ah! Oh, and and like, just imagine. I mean, in a way, I'm glad I didn't have Bitcoin back to back in the day because oh, I can't yeah. imagine the 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 level of like grief regret. Oh. Uh, there was a post. So I uh, I subscribed to R Investing, and there was a post last week uh, about this guy that um, when his uncle died in like 2013 or 2012 or something, he left. He, he this guy is a is a twin with a brother, mm-hmm. and he left him and his brother a hundred thousand dollars. Um, which is, you know, that's awesome. hundred thousand dollars. So his brother bought, um, like was like a believer in Bitcoin and was even trying to convince his, the the guy, the narrator, like you should buy Bitcoin, man. I'm putting, I'm putting money into Bitcoin. He didn't put it all into Bitcoin, but the the brother put like $60,000 or something into Bitcoin or whatever. And has just been sitting on it. Um, and so now his brother, uh, his brother's Bitcoin is worth $10 million. <laughs> and the narrator, you know, the guy that the op, uh, he put his money into like silver and the stock market uh, and yeah. some other things. And, you know, his money's worth like 60,000 uh, because he's like kind of lost his shirt a little bit. And he's like, I don't can. And basically he ends up like, I felt genuinely bad for the guy because how do you ever get that out of your head? He's like, I'll think about it day and night because, you know, he's still working and his brother-in-law or not brother-in-law, his uh, twin brother is like already, you know, he's, he's already invested. Well, he, he's already got his like plan out to where he's going to quit working in the next few years. You know what I mean? And he's, he's figured out, you know, he's going to cash out sidebar. I don't know how you don't cash out now. (laughs) I mean, like I'm sure you could hope that Bitcoin's going to be a hundred thousand dollars. You don't know that it's not going to be a hundred thousand dollars in a year or two. But when you got ten million dollars, yeah, how do you not cash that out? Um, like, well, that's the that's what I'm saying. Like, do you need more money? Exactly. Like, I mean, like, if and if you do, okay, you cash that out, right? And you just invest in regular stuff. Exactly. Put it yeah. in the goddamn stock market. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get the return that you've enjoyed. Yeah. But uh, enjoy what you've got, 
you 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 lucky sob and then put that shit in the stock market and live off of it the rest of your life and when i say live off of it like if you're clever enough like you could comfortably you know like yeah buy yourself a nice house somewhere with a little bit of it anyway so this guy was like how do i cope with it and it was really kind of sad and and funny because the top comment was like Dude, you just need to like you need to start hitting the gym because <laughs> making yourself physically because that will help you mentally and making yourself physically better is the only way you're ever going to beat your brother at this point. People were like, <laughs> "Damn." And it was funny cuz it's an investing forum, so people were like picking apart. He was like, "How are you going to put $100,000 in the stock market in, you know, 2012 and you're like down like what are you what are you investing in we need to see your portfolio (laughs) people were like not sympathetic at all yeah he ended up deleting the post hopefully he didn't you know yeah do anything off himself or something because clearly he's having issues and i think anybody would have issues in that scenario you got to deal with your fucking brother just being like, yeah, man, you should have. And the funny, and and the other thing is like, uh, the the brother like gave him a bitcoin, a whole bitcoin. So he has, you know, he's got himself a little twenty thousand dollar bitcoin nest egg. It's not the it's not the ten million dollars. <laughs> now, would you now would you expect the brother though? Do you think the brother should give him some money? I would. I don't know. I wondered about that myself. I, the, the thing is, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't say that the twin, the twin deserves a chunk of the money any more than like any other family member. Like, you know, if, if me or if, if I hit it with like one of my pharmacy things or one of my pharma mm-hmm. stocks or something like that. And I got like really $10 million. It. I don't know. I don't even know how that would work out, but. <laughs> then I'd be, you know, I would be like, "Hey, Justin, I know you didn't invest in it. Here's you some money, though. Like, I wouldn't yeah. give you a lot, but I give you like, right. you know, five hundred thousand, maybe or Ooh, something. That's very know. nice of you. <laughs> I was, I was thinking for some. I guess I got hundred thousand dollars in my brain. I was like, because oh, okay. the thing is, is like, you got to think about everybody. You know, you yeah. got to. I've, we've all had that scenario in our head. Like, if I won the lottery, what would I do with it? Well, I'd want to give. You know, I'd want to like pay off my sister's family's debt, like any debt they have, any debt my parents have at a bare minimum, any debt you had, any debt, like, you know, if it was enough, that would be the first step. Um, And then also like hand out, you know, payouts to people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a tricky thing because then people start questioning, uh, was it a good enough friend? Yeah. Right. Like so-and-so got this amount. So and so got. I mean, Jennifer has said that she doesn't think that she would actually pay people out, but that she would, she would help people out, and she would like everyone would be allowed to partake. Um, and so I kind of like, like the idea of that, like buying a nice, like buying a really nice house, and like anytime you want to come stay, yeah. man, I will fly you out. I oh, will okay. pay for you know, you know, I'm. I was thinking more along as maybe she would like help them invest into something. Like, yeah, and I mean, and maybe she would that. So like that's so like if they wanted to quit their job and do their own thing. Right. She would help them with that. And then like, but she would still get a cut of that. So it's really more like her investing money into them. Yeah. Cause like helping. in a way, I think what I would actually prefer to do. So like, 
paying off debt, yes, I would I would want to do that. And then instead of like giving so let's say I win a hundred million dollars or something, instead of giving my sister five million dollars straight up, I would be more inclined to invest that and then um like have it automatically pay out. Does that make sense? So you would like buy shares in a company and the interest that it gets off of that would go to her? Is that yeah, or I would like set up a trust uh-huh. and then the trust would own an account, like a stock account of some sort. Um, and then I would have it automatically pull out, you know, a certain amount of money, say like every month or whatever. Yeah. And would just distribute that. And it's not like, I mean, I'm making it sound like my sister is some person who doesn't know money and would just like make some rash decision. It's, and it's not that, but at the same time, like, you know, you never know what a person's going to do when they suddenly have like a large chunk of money. Yeah. It's all theoretical anyway, because we're not going to win fucking a hundred million dollars, but that's what are you talking about. Yeah, we are. That's, that's what I, I mean, feel like I would not play the lottery, but we will. <laughs> I like the idea of setting someone else, someone up with, an account where basically basically I take it out of their hands and make sure that it's being handled <laughs> well. You know, I like the idea of setting, you know, friends and family up with a paycheck, basically. Like, I'm going to pay you enough so that you don't have to work. And you can work so that suddenly you're getting double, you know? That would be awesome, you know. Kind of, kind of set them up in a way to where they're like, they're they're just comfortable. Yeah. All right. Anything else to talk about? Well, it's. I, I was gonna. Uh, the funny thing about the stocks is that, like, almost all, of, like my my several of my uh, pharmaceutical stocks are. Uh, just like hardly worth anything at all yeah i mean mine as well um, i assume at some point they're gonna combine the reverse split yeah i've lost let's see 50 50 percent on one of them 66 percent 37 percent 50 percent i guess that's not that bad um but like sometimes something will happen or they'll do like like you said like a split or a I don't know. Sometimes I'll log in and my it'll the 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 detailed quote the chart looks funny because they had to do some sort of I don't know had to go through some sort of process to like shift the stock because it was worth so little. <laughs> yeah, that's usually reverse, but usually they'll do like a okay, depending on the the amount that they're worth. Usually probably about a twelve to one or. I have six or nine to one. Uh, so I've seen my stuff get cut in, in, in quite a bit, but it is what it is. The good news is at my job. So, um, I couldn't, I couldn't join the, their, their open enrollment for like 401k is once a year. Um, Mm. or maybe twice a year. I think, I think it was twice a year and I just missed the cutoff because you have to be, um, after, you know, after the, like the 90 day period. Um, so I haven't been able to contribute to that, but I will be able to do that soon, which will be nice. So I can get that, get that going. 
And then it's just been really weird having all of the rest of my retirement funds in my um, brokerage account with Ameritrade and being able to check on that daily, which I didn't used to do. I used to hardly ever look at that, which is kind of how you should treat it. Like, you know, they say you shouldn't be looking at all the time because if you look at it, you're going to be inclined to make changes. And more often than not, making like shifting your money around hurts you is more likely to hurt you than it is to help you. It's, you know, it's gambling with your future, as they say, you're, you're, you're better off just like picking some good, you know, picking, picking the right funds, being nice and diversified, and then just forgetting about it. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. What about Um, you, man? My stocks are going all right. I'm up, uh, for the year. I am up. I'm I'm doing a lot better than I was earlier this year. Yeah, you had uh, a ooh, you had a horrible downturn at one point. Yeah, let's see. Back in the laugh at the end of October, I was down. I wasn't down, but I was I was like nowhere near where I was. Mm. Uh, my peak was July twentieth when I was up. Oh wait, July twenty first, I was up sixty one percent. And then, uh, but it's and then I f- dropped all the way down to like seven percent or something like that. And then right now I'm at twenty three percent though. Damn, so son, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, that's better than me. I was feeling real happy with my twenty one percent. Uh, and then my but my my fidelity investments, my four hundred one k. It's only at uh, 14, like 14.5 for the year. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should be happy. Yeah, that that's pretty good. That it's doing anything, because it was negative, I think, earlier this year. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, the it's really, I mean, to me, it um, really exemplifies how broken our economy is, that after the dip... You know, we're we're doing way better than where we were before the stock market crash back in March. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that that feels wrong. Well, it's, yeah. It's, it, well, it's based on the state of the government. I mean, based on the state of the country right now, it's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Like, every, every everything should be going downward. Like there's not, you know, uh, it's as much people that are out of work, unemployed. You know. Uh, uh, no money and people demanding stimulus and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And like, it's just, uh, and especially in the industry I work in and uh, it's just, it, it hurts people, yeah. the current environment. So it's just kind of crazy. And, that, and that's not even including more uh, foreclosures because you mentioned the industry you're in and that I'm, you know, related to, there has been a moratorium on government backed, yeah mortgages since this all started months and months and and if and if you're wondering well what how many government backed mortgages can there be it's a lot <laughs> a large large percentage i couldn't tell you how many but uh you know first time home buyers and and you know like the number of files we do with like hud backed mortgages it's a lot so eventually they're going to end the moratorium. It's currently set to end at the end of the year. I would presume it's going to be extended again. Um, 
but maybe not. Think. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, exactly. I was telling people today that we wouldn't have had to have the moratorium if the government would have just done stimulus. Yep. If, if they would have kept people getting income and then they would have been able to pay their mortgages yep. or not pay their mortgages, depending on how they treated their money. Mm-hmm. And then people would still face the repercussions that they faced. And so it, it just by, it, it was a trick instead of trickle down economics, it was trickle down problems. Mm-hmm. Whereas because there wasn't that happening, it, they, they halted an industry which caused other stuff to halt. You know, I mean, it's just a, tri- it's a trickle down effect on just workflow. Yeah. And it, and it has destroyed numerous, like uncountable numbers of small businesses. Um, it, it's, it's the corporation of America, right, Matt? Because like, you know, the, 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 particularly in the service industry, like I think food, you know, you've got, uh, all these mom and pop places that generally speaking are like the places that actually have the best food and, you know, the chilies and the Burger Kings of the world are going to survive, uh, because they can, they can absorb this kind of thing, um, and instead, we should have had, just like you said, we should have had stimulus packages for these. We, we, should have been, we should have been able to just press pause on the most heavily impacted industries, the hotels, the um, travel, restaurants, travel, absolutely. All the things that d- depend on tourism and people like getting out and being social. They should have been able to press pause and hold steady, not just for the companies, but for all the fucking employees, you know, lots of these people, like even the companies that have been able to make it have had to lay off so many people. Um, and for anybody that says like, Oh, but how do we pay for that? I'm sorry, but emergency taxing on the goddamn billionaires, as far as I'm fucking concerned, they, they, they made their money off of this society and system that was working. So now you're, it's time for you to step up. And they'll make their money back anyways. Exactly. Once we get going, it's all going to like, it's going to come right back in. I mean, even if, even if instead of like, um, instead of just emergency taxing, the government was just like, okay, we're just going to take this money for now and we'll pay you back with interest. Like, you know, a booming, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you figure it out, but the fact of the matter is we have all these ultra wealthy companies and people. And those are the ones that should have footed the, the hard times, but yeah, sorry. That's we live in America. So anyway, uh, I don't know how we got on that, but yeah, well, like because, the, the fact that the stock market is not, is like, just like practically booming right now is ridiculous. Yeah. I'll tell you what though, I damn well took advantage of it because I put <laughs> money into Southwest airlines back in May and I'm up 55% on that shit. Which makes no sense. Yeah. Well, it makes no sense why a stock, that is involved with travel when there's like people will not, not should, shouldn't be traveling. Yeah. A stock like that should, should be like pennies on the dollar, honestly. Well, and, and the reason is because what they say is that the stock market like always prices in the future. So unless they think that Southwest airlines is actually going to go bankrupt, like if they think that it can serve, if they think something like that can survive, then after it dipped, the people are just going to like invest in it and believe in it. Um, and the, and the, and the ironic thing, Matt is like, once the vaccinations start rolling out, you probably won't even see that much of a boost. I mean, you, you'll see a little bit of a boost in the airlines you'll see, yeah. but 
they'll have already priced in <laughs> that uh, optimism. So who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It just it just it's just like reverse. <laughs> but it's, it's also you know like I'm and I'm not a rich person, but it, like it sucks in a way that I was in a position to be comfortable in my job, comfortable in my funds. So I was able to, when the market was hurting, you know, take some savings and put it into it. And now I'm going to come out and you get all these people like we were just talking about. They didn't have the money to do that. Nope. Yeah. They've lost their job. They have, they have lost so much money that they should have made this year. They're struggling. Whereas I'm like, we, I was comfortable. So, you know, the rich get richer as the saying goes. Yeah. It's a system, messed up system. Uh, so I've watched uh, Doom Patrol season one. Oh, okay. I really enjoyed it. I like it. Good. Uh, I, I thought that was going to be something you'd like. I really like Alan Tudyk, you know, always a fan of Alan Tudyk. Oh, yeah, man. What a great, is he's just the narrator, right? Yeah, he's a narrator slash villain. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. That that's right. Season. But yeah, he's. I really enjoyed him. Uh, always like like his work. Yep. Um, I like a I like a group of misfits. Yeah. Which these are, you know, it's very X Men, very X Men like. <laughs> I just I got really annoyed with the Jane character. That's it's like oh yeah yeah it's no personality yeah. girl it's just like just get your shit together man. I know Come you on. enough to know that yeah you would be annoyed with that character. <laughs> And yeah, she can get she can get kind of annoying. Like I love Cliff's character, but Cliff's Cliff's is like he's wanting to better himself. Right. He's wanting to do he's wanting to he understands like this is what we need to do. We need to come together. We need to talk about our problems, all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And, I like Cyborg because he's kind of like he's also like the kind I of like straight Cyborg, the straight character. But I didn't like his origin. Oh. Like that he was just man made. Like, I don't know. I don't like the idea of just, I, I just. You prefer want, your, you, you prefer your superheroes birthed in an accident of some sort. <laughs> uh, something somewhat supernatural or like extraordinary. Yeah. Not like this regular human person somehow had the technology, cybernetic technology to, to, to make his son this, like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It's very DC like, though, you know, like Batman. Well, with with the at least the shitty Justice League movie, uh, it was all because of like Mother Box or something. Like the guy used alien technology to do it. Hmm. Whereas this guy, and, and as far as I know, in Doom Patrol, it's just like I came up with the technology on my own. It's like, well, I mean, I don't know. It's like at least with, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other kind of similar situations like terminator 2 you know at least the guy got the technology from the future and then developed off of that so it's kind of like a weird scenario there but i'm just trying is to think it just, of like is it just hard to believe that someone could i guess so i yeah. don't know like where does he get the materials like, from that's what i'm saying i mean it's just because cyborg has to be made out of some stern stuff right or he'd get punched yeah. by something tough and then like his body would fall apart <laughs> yeah well that and like like his his arm can change into a gan a cannon thing is a pulse thing and like like that techno you have the ability to transform his arm into I don't know it's just it's just compounding unbelievability on it like 
okay, I could get if he built like a cyborg arm for him. Okay. But then the fact that he built like nanites that can repair his arm and like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, that's why I like cyborg to have like an origin of like alien technology or something. Like he was like an accident, like a, a ship crashed into him or some, sh- you know, some kind of like melding shit. Not some guy, not his father having that. He, I'm so brilliant. I was able to do this. I don't know. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't even, and I don't honestly don't even know what Cyborg's original origin is. Honestly, yeah, I could not tell you anything about that. I'm guy. sure it probably is that it probably is like his dad had the technology to do it. Cyborg was a character on the Teen Titans for for Justin. Cyborg was a character on the Teen Titans. Yes, uh, and then he was a character in the Justice League. Not a very interesting one. And uh, then he was, you know, he's still kind of like he's he's like the Cyclops of that group. You know, he's kind of like yeah. the straight man trying to get everybody together. Yeah. Um, trying to trying to be a leader, which is fun, and that's that's who Cyborg is to me. And yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's got, and he's got a lame name, like his name is Cyborg. <laughs> uh, we called this so we called this hero Robot. Um, I haven't I haven't watched Doom Patrol season two yet. Okay. I don't know. Just I just kind of was like, okay, I'm season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm good for now. Uh, watching, uh, I posted a tweet just uh, recently about, for some odd reason, I on my YouTube algorithm, this uh, baseball commentary popped up. And so I started watching it. And it's, it's very funny. The guy, I don't know, just the commentary that he does on these scenes of baseball, uh, it makes it way more interesting to watch it than to watch actual baseball. <laughs> So uh, the channel is John Boy Media. Yeah, J-O-M-B-O-W. you linked or sent me yeah. the one about the uh, the guy that was supposed to like not swing at a pitch, which I had never, I had definitely never heard of or seen before. And and uh, you know, like I really appreciated the the narrator's tone, like. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess we're not supposed to try to win the baseball game. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh under like it was an understood like an unwritten rule. An unwritten rule yeah. about like manners apparently. Yeah. And it like, was I'm such- down in the hole. Yeah. I'm I, I've got three balls on you, so you're supposed to let me just throw a strike on you. And it's like, "No, motherfucker." No, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to fucking hit this ball and, and it's a grand slam, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, aside from the fact that you should always be trying to win your game, like, we're, you want good stats, yeah. right? And stats, yeah. I mean, I don't know about baseball, but in uh, football, like, they can, you can negotiate stats into your contract. Like, if I get a 2,000 yard season. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like a 50 million, you know, extra $10 million or something. It wouldn't be that much. But yeah, like, so, and if, and even setting aside that, you know, like, what if you're going for a home run record or what if you want to be, even if you just want to be like the guy who hit the 50th most home runs instead of the guy that (laughs) hit the 51st most home runs, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And apparently it was so egregious that, uh, the very next guy got immediately beamed by the pitcher. <laughs> and they all like ended up having to apologize. Like they had to have the guy out and fucking apologize for it. Yeah. Yeah. I like baseball. I think it's 
the cleanest sport. Yeah. But that, well, I, that's uh, I made a tweet about, uh, I started watching commentary, this guy's commentary. He's, he's talked about the, the Houston Astros quote cheating uh, scandal thing that took place uh, back in 2017, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and that's when I made a tweet about like, I don't get why pitchers and catchers don't have earpieces. And then like somebody else is calling the, the, the calls. And like, so like from the dugout, they'll be like, all right, do you want a fastball? And you'll look and see if the pitcher shakes his head or not or nods. And then that way the catcher and the pitcher are both on the same thing. And somebody else is calling. It's just like a quarterback in football. And I don't understand why that it takes away the whole people seeing signals and shit. Yeah. And I just don't understand why that technology doesn't exist in that sport. Also, I don't understand why they can't just use a fucking machine to call balls and strikes. They now have it on the TV. Like they show yeah. a box and they show where the ball lands. It's about and the shit. purity of the game, man. I don't give a fuck. It took them forever to allow even like what what they can do, like instant one replay? instant replay or something. Yeah. Which I, I get know. because games would be longer and that, that would yeah. suck. But. I'm the guy that every time like watching football, it's a meme at this point that Justin gets mad that they don't have a camera uh, directly over the pylons. They do. No, I mean directly over. Like, oh, you mean over over the field? Yes, like pointed down, straight down, directly over the pylon. What I don't get is why they don't have sensors. Or just well, yeah. I mean, that would also be helpful. I guess a sensor I mean, could like, be glitchy, but in this day and age, you think they would be able to pinpoint where the fucking ball is on the field at all times. Yeah, you could totally. Well, I mean, <sighs> GPS, Bluetooth GPS technology should be able to rig a field up with enough sensors to where you can pinpoint where that ball is at all times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, theoretically, if you could get a chip in the square middle of the ball, then you could always know the, the dimensions of the ball around that. And then, yeah. yeah. But until then um. I want cameras <laughs> directly over the pylon pointed down because there's so many times that they're like, I don't know. Did he get it to, did he, did he go over the pylon? Did he get it? It's like, Oh, I don't know. Why don't we go to the camera? That's pointed directly above the field. <laughs> And can tell you exactly where the ball was. Yeah. When he was yeah. near the end zone. Idiots. Yeah, it's all it's all pretty stupid shit. Let me get the angles yeah. out. But I guess that's that's sports for you. That's good sports. <laughs> did you watch that? Did you watch that? Did you ever look that up? What? That's good sports. That's good sports? What is that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's a YouTube channel. I told you to check it out. Oh, oh like yeah. It. That's good sports. I watched That's a little bit speed. of it. It wasn't it wasn't quite my speed. Well, fuck you then. <laughs> All right, I watched uh, I watched the Miles Morales stuff. The Miles Morales stuff. Yeah, the gameplay of that. Oh, you just I watched. Like, like, did you watch uh, the game or just watch some of it? Yeah. Oh, I just watched like uh, I watched probably I guess the story of him. I don't know. Oh, fuck okay. it. I don't know. I watched. Uh, a lot of cutscenes. I watched a lot of cutscenes. Sure. Uh, that's the problem, though, is like you're watching a uh, a story like that on YouTube, and you're like, "This guy's shitty. This person, whoever's playing, is kind of shitty. Like, they should be able to beat that." Bo-. Like, I see you getting hit a lot. Like, 
come on, man. The strategy is you got to just duck that shit, hit that button, and and beat the boss. Come on. Oh, God. This guy's so annoying. Like, that's me, like, watching somebody play a Let's Play. It's like, oh, just show me the cutscene. Remembering, like, yep, I don't like video games like this. Well, like, watching him, like, swing through the city or some shit. Like, it was just all like, man. Like, he was, there was a, I had watched, uh, it might have been in the, in the other the ps4 spider-man maybe where but i don't think it was because i played all that it was trying to chase down black cat and so he was like having to catch up to her and stuff and apparently black cat was throwing out like some electro bombs or something no wait i think it was no wait i don't remember what anyways you're trying to catch up with people it was one of those fucking you got to chase them you know through the city right and it was just doing really poorly and he kept on getting hit on stuff and like, and I was like, oh God, this is so annoying. Watch <laughs> this. Learn to swing, my man. Yeah. I mean, it's like I watched, they don't uh, want to make it too smooth. Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I the watched some one? of that. Yeah, the first one. And uh, just the gameplay on that. Like, it's like, oh man, this person can't shoot with a shutter. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, I saw, I just checked on Twitch prime and I saw that turmoil is on there for free right now. I highly recommend that if you are a fan of, uh, economy kind of games, I don't know what you would say there. It's, it's basically you drill for oil and then you sell the oil and you're competing against CPUs and stuff, but it's free right now on Twitch prime. Uh, I enjoyed it a long time. I, I think it. I think it's come back around full circle. I think it was already been on there once. And, I like to look at yeah. this. It looks kind of like a foam game. Yeah, I mean, kind of. And so I say that because I would prefer to play it on my phone. <laughs> but uh, it's a fun game where you just you know you spend money, you drill, drill for oil, compete against CPUs, and make money off of it. And it's equivalent to like a lemonade stand type game. I don't know what you would call those kind of games. An economy game. I don't know what you would call those. You know, resource management. Maybe. They're, okay. Yeah, I guess so. so the thing about that's funny to me about the the Google Play Store is, even though Turmoil isn't on the store, apparently they have an algorithm that can that tells them that like, oh, they they want a game that's like Turmoil. So I got all. I didn't get Turmoil, but there's all these like oil tycoon games that popped up, <laughs> and the top one. <laughs> Looks like a ripoff of Turmoil (laughs) called Petroleum. Explore, drill, and sell. Um, Oh, it's on Switch. Awesome. But yeah, I can can recommend that game. Okay. Uh, I'm listening to Ready Player 2. I'm about halfway through that. Listening? Okay, so you like the Will Wheaton so much. The the reading. Well, I didn't. That's how I... Listen to the first one. I didn't. Oh, really? The first one. Oh, okay. I, I listened to it because um, it was much easier to do that at work. Listen to that at work, and sure, while I was wa- working out or walking around or whatever, I could listen to it. But yeah, so I'm listening to that. Just when I have some free time, I'll just tell Alexa to play it to me or something, and I'll start listening to it. Okay. Um, it's all right. It's okay. Hmm. That sounds like a, a letdown. No, I mean, it, it, it's what you expect. Hmm. 
I don't know what mm-hmm. I expect because I don't. Let's see. The last. How did the? How did the first? He got the. He got the. He 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 won the prize. Did he, he got? Yeah. He he won the prize. He split up his winnings with uh, the other people. Um, him and that girl hooked up at the end. Right. And he was told about a button that he could press that could reset everything. Oh, okay. That could shut it all down. And so this this one picks up with that, but it fast forward three years. Like he covers over, he co- covers over what he's been doing for the past three years, but it does fast forward through three years. Um, so he, he talks about what he, what him and everybody else has been doing for the past three years. And then it picks up from there. And so, but yeah, that's basically what I expected. I, mean, I could tell you more about it. I can make a direct comparison of what it is. Oh. It's so fucking ripped oh. off. Yikes. Yeah, the only thing I had heard is that it was a little too much like the first book. It's uh it's it's sword art online. Oh. Yeah. Basically, uh basically uh, they come out with a headset that makes you to where you can feel stuff. You can actually, it, it basically uh, makes you have senses and everything like that. And uh, instead of having a haptic suit, you just put on this headset and it, it actually makes you sense everything in the, in the uh, Oasis. So you can taste and smell and you can, you can actually live out other people's, from their perspective. Right. It, re- it can record other people's movements and experiences and stuff. So you could, you could live out how, it, how it is to be, uh, you know, how, to, how it is to have sex with anybody, you know, or you could have live out what it's like to experience pizza from somebody else's perspective or something, you know, mm-hmm. it's just whatever. So it's it basically come out with that and then it turns into sword art online. Huh? So yeah, when people said the first one was Willy Wonka, well, the second one is Sword Art Online. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so I'm halfway, about halfway through the book. I think I'm like 10 hours into it and I got about 10 hours more to go. So. Okay. But yeah, it's, uh, it's okay. It's all right. I'm looking for more character development between everybody. Hopefully I'll get that. Um, 3.5 question. I was thinking on the, on the way home today, I was like, I'm going to make me a, a, a wrap tonight for dinner. Mm. And I was all like, where does a wrap end and a burrito begin? Mm. I think, Ooh. Okay. I think a wrap is open on one end, possibly two. Is it? In in general, yeah. Is it? I know great wraps. They used to. They would wrap the bottom, but the the top would be. Are you it? sure about that, oh, my friend? No, actually, because they would cut it in the middle. You're right. 
And it would be closed in on both ends. But I think in general, a wrap is open. <laughs> and in in general, a burrito has, um, you know, me- Mexican food in it, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Unless it's a breakfast burrito. But then it's a it says, breakfast burrito. <laughs> the definition is a sandwich, <laughs> a sandwich <laughs> in which the filling is rolled in a soft tortilla. Okay. For a wrap? Now. For a wrap. Okay. Now let's look up burrito. It'll be like a sandwich, which is a roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that old Jim McGaffigan bit. It says a Mexican dish consisting of a tortilla rolled around a filling, typically of beans or ground or shredded beef. Hmm. See, that's the thing, though, is like when they give those de- definitions, they're giving the colloquial definition, right? Like, yeah what people think of. And I would agree with that. Like if you say I'm having a burrito, I, I'm assuming you are getting like some rice beans. Yeah. And not necessarily any of those things, but one of like rice yeah. beans, skirt steak, or, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a seasoning of time, you know, it's right. going to have like salsa, a, a spice, uh, maybe possibly some, some hint of spiciness or yes, possibly uh, chili, yes. chili peppers or some, some kind of, yeah. Unless it's a breakfast burrito, which is a totally different right. thing. Yeah. And also delicious. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking like today, I was all like, well, they have like Southwest wraps. So, I mean, isn't that just a burrito? Like, I mean, once you get to that part of, of it. I mean, I, mean, I would still say that a burrito beans. is closed. I think a burrito needs to be closed. Yeah, I'm telling you, all wraps are closed, man. I'm telling you. I don't think all wraps are closed. I Nobody think it has you... an open-ended wrap, man. <sighs> I'm Google. I'm, well, how do you Google wrap? You just Google wrap and then do an image search. Without, uh, well, that's the problem is I think I'm going to get a bunch of, oh, wow. No, no I totally get like all wraps. So there are some that are open, but I am amazed by the number of ones that were closed but cut in half, like like you like you <laughs> yeah, said, great raps like, does. Uh, huh. Uh, huh. Well, I like how this one shows like uh there's a picture it's like a chicken wrap and it, it basically looks like a grill burrito. Mm-hmm, yeah. so it has the grill marks on it, and I'm all like, no, that's that was a burrito. So now I'm I'm here's my revised wrap. A wrap is either open ended or it's closed but cut in half. <laughs> or cut into pieces like it's it's opened up in a way that a, you would not do with a burrito. Yeah. I tell you wraps look good though. I love a wrap. I absolutely love wraps. You got your you got your starchy tortilla. You got that crispy lettuce and some tomato. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have these things in a wrap obviously, but for no, me, you know. For me the epitome of the wrap, there is a place called uh Slim Chickens in uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas that has a wrap and it's lettuce, tomato, either ranch or mayo. I think it's mayo and fried chicken. And that is mwah, I, simple wrap. I actively crave that. <laughs> well, they, they just, they make a good picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like, do. You look at these. And it's just all like, man, those, 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 that's a good picture. That looks like lunch. Because it's like, what, what do you call that when you, when you slice something and it's just like a perfect, like, it's layered and it just, it just looks, 
like uh I don't know. It just, it just looks like it was well well uh well made, you know? Like it was just layered perfectly and I don't know. It's wraps look awesome. Yeah. Uh well that's all I got. I think we did get we did get an email. Let me bring that up here. Uh, coming from from our friend Govir. He says, "Math." He says, "I'm a bit behind on podcasts, so this may be two episodes back now." Just some info about the math calculator stuff you talked about. Oh. Uh, the variable n is typically used as a quantity referring to natural numbers, and he gives a link to a Wikipedia. Oh, as opposed to imaginary numbers, probably. I guess so. Or huh. just numbers you find out in nature. You know how that can be. <laughs> I'm walking through a forest and there's a six. Right. I might you pluck know, a nine off a tree and take a bite out of it. Yeah. You know, I see. Yeah. I see. I see. Uh, uh, I see a six cowering, and then I see a seven chasing down a chasing down a nine. Might eat them. <laughs> yeah. I hear they eat. I hear they. I hear sevens love to eat eight, eight, eight nines. <laughs> yeah, I know you want to make the <laughs> you want to get the eight in there, but <laughs> yeah. I once saw a seven, eight, nine. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> calculators for schools are still used because they are specialized, i.e., harder to cheat with. But then he, uh, but then he went on to talk about a fun fact down here at the bottom was we had a kid in high school get in trouble for cheating in chemistry. I don't know why he put, he puts asterisks around it. Like it wasn't chemistry or, or like <laughs> I go over here. You got to explain to me why you put asterisks around some of this stuff. Like, uh, but he says in chemistry class, because he had put a bunch of notes into the programming part of his calculator using it like a notepad. Oh, I think, I think yeah. That. Um, I specifically remember um, we they had calculators for us in chemistry, and uh, the chemistry teacher, you know, he were, he he would tell us like if you're typing any, anything in there, make sure you reset it because I I will find it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, I thought <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I did it, and then I I was and then I t- I was bored in class one day and typed out some no effects lyrics. And got called over, and lo- I guess I guess you actually remember this chemistry teacher. Um, you guys had quite the relationship. Um, <laughs> I guess he was like, I guess he liked me or something because because mm-hmm. like the lyrics had like cursing in it, you know. So like oh, it's high yeah. school, so it's like, oh no, you know. He's like, did you? And I'm like, ugh, yeah. And he's like, you got to remember to <laughs> you got to remember to clear that out. Come on. <laughs> and he's like showing me the button to hit. Like, yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, imaginary numbers podcast episode. Straight facts, no levity. Been a long time since I listened to this. I remember it talking about how imaginary numbers are poorly named. That's true. Imaginary numbers. Oh, right. The idea, like trying to explain to non-math people imaginary numbers, right? Because it's like, but it's imaginary. It's like, well, yeah, but that's not. 
doesn't mean it's not real, but I mean, it kind of does, but yeah. Uh, it goes on to say, I can't find any quick examples, but I vaguely remember using graphs a lot in differential equations, which is mainly when you care about the rate of change of something. I'm remembering problems where the setup was typically a container with a hole in it, measuring the flow of water out, but based on how much water was left due to no other pressures being applied, i.e. the rate of flow decreased over time. My memory of this is fuzzy since this was the class we ended up having about two tests total because the professor had some non-school related issues going on in his life at the time. Wow. Wow. Yikes. Lucky for uh, you. Fun fact, <laughs> fun fact, calculator related. When I first decided I wanted to do programming in high school, it was in the middle of the year. Since I couldn't change classes, I started writing programs on the calculator. For sure, I created a tic-tac-toe with a rudimentary opponent. Yeah. Programming on a calculator was cool. Uh, I don't remember if I read this email. Uh, Curran writes in, just stuff about, oh, no, this is the last episode. Just stuff about episode 433. Hey there, MJJ. It's me, Curran, again. Y'all remember how to pronounce it, right? Yeah, it's Curran. <laughs> Makes the question frowny face like, I think that's right. <laughs> uh, first off, fresh milk has no grassy or herby flavor at all. It's just milk without the cream separated out. So imagine this. Fat-free milk is to whole milk what whole milk is to fresh milk. Fresh milk is just the next tier up in richness and creaminess. Huh. Hmm. I think you're lying. T-I-L, I need Louis to see Pasteur. A, yeah. I need to see a picture of you sucking it straight out of a teat for you to give me that <laughs> info. And last, if I gave somebody something and I saw them giving it to somebody else, I would feel pretty bad. To me, that says not only do they not like my gift, but they don't appreciate me enough to give it back. I had comments about other stuff too, but I didn't want to make this email too long. Cheers, you guys. Well, thank you for your email, Curry. Yeah, we just nicknamed you Curry. So, yeah. Deal with that. Because we like Curry. I do like curry. I was just looking, but at the same time, curry is one of those things where like, I, 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 I can say I like curry. I'm pretty sure I'm like curry, but it's kind of a little nebulous in my head. What curry actually is to the point where just yesterday I was Googling, what is curry? You know, probably for the third time in my life as I forget whatever I thought I understood last Whether, time. You, know, you didn't know if it was a spice or what? Yeah. Like what? What constitutes curry exactly? Like what, when someone says like, I'm going to eat curry, you know, there's so many different kinds of curry spices, you know, there's like green curry, yellow curry, and all these, like you know, red curry. They're so, you know, and Japanese curry means something specific. Um, so. And also it, it can be a favor, I, right? <laughs> or it can be a verb in order to acquire or generate something like a favor. Yeah. I wonder if you can curry other things. Uh, or can you only letters, curry favor? Letters and packages. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> I don't know if there's a right? verb for, for, for couriers. They're, they're couriers. <laughs> they curry. <laughs> they curry. 
Uh, that's what that's what Curry is. It's it's lost packages and letters. Um, Carl Carlos wrote in. He says, "Outlandish podcast is ranking very well in Canada." He says, "Hello, how's it going? Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Your podcast, Outlandish podcast, has good performance in some rankings the last <laughs> thirty days." Wow. So, so this is this is v- ranking very well, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Position 208 <laughs> in the category leisure for Canada. Position 212 in the category leisure for Netherlands. Position 226 in the category video games for United States. Position 232 in the category category leisure for sweden position 233 and the category leisure for australia this data is provided by podstatus.com happy podcasting carlos from podstatus well thanks podstatus well th- thanks carlos from podstatus uh those aren't really good numbers yeah. <laughs> in fact i, I mean, notice a consistency along the numbers that makes me think that you know the it's out of, of like 250 numbers. or 230 or something <laughs> guys you're doing really well all right i'm not going to give you any perspective whatsoever and i hope that you think this is out of a million but you guys are ranked 200 <laughs> well okay i mean that's not i mean okay that's not bad right well there's only 250 people on there so. yeah right oh you're in the top 250 <laughs> so you're saying that we are in the bottom 10 percentile okay <laughs> I always hated that shit on when you would get test results and they're like, oh, well, you're in the top whatever percentile. I'm like, does that, am, I can't read this right. So does that mean I only this many people are with me or does this mean I'm in with everybody else? I can't, I don't know how to read this. And that, my friend, explains why you're in the bottom percentile. Because <laughs> it'd be like, you're in the top five percentile. And I'm like, so I am smart. And then it'd be like, well, you're in the 90th percentile. Okay, so I'm not smart? Yeah. I hate that. Well, like, it's like listening to the fantasy uh, experts and they're like, these guys are ranked 16th against the run. So. Middle in, of in the a, pack? In a, I mean, I guess actually, ironically, that, that would be the easiest to understand. Because right, there's right. only 32 teams, so. <laughs> but, well, you know, like, like ranked 10th in against the run. Does that mean that they're good against the run? Yeah. Like, are they... Are there nine are, better teams? Or are there 21 yeah. worse te- better teams? <laughs> I, I just have to look if they're red or green. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, hope, <laughs> I hope that the green is an indication of, yes, I should play that person against them. <laughs> because that's what I've been doing. And I love that they, they that they colorize them in that way because whenever you see the green, you're just like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, green. Green means go. They're good to go against this team. But yeah, I'm all like, I don't I don't know. Like I'm like they give up the most. Okay, yes, I understand that terminology. But then when you're like, they're ranked second, I'm like second four my running back? I don't know what you're saying, man. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else? No, that's all. That's all we got. Uh, thanks for this episode 434 of Outlandish Podcasts. 
If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at letter at outlandishpodcast.com. You can follow us over on Twitter at Outlandish Cash. You can follow me, Outlandish Beats. You can follow Justin at Outlandish. Oh, wait. No, what? I just messed that all up. You didn't even catch that. You can follow me at Outlandish Matt. You can follow Justin at Outlandish Beats. You can follow the podcast at Outlandish Cast. Uh, if you like, send an email. You said that. Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlandish Podcast. Um, yeah, thanks for this episode 434, and we'll catch you in 435. Bye. Bye. Say, right, there you go. say thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you, Outlandish. Good enough. <laughs>